This is the final episode of season one of the Every Shade podcast, and today I'm doing something a little different. I'm here to share with you the reasons why I produced my web series, Conversations in Apartment 3A, and why I'm continuing to create my own work. I'm here to share my story of why I started to take matters into my own hands and why I think you should too. This is not purely about entrepreneurship or why you should be seen as an artist. This is about self-growth, expanding your experiences, and living your purpose. Now, before I tell you my story, I'll let you know now that I never went to school for filmmaking. I never went to college for acting. I didn't do any of these things. I didn't go to school for being a director or screenwriter, nothing. So here's how it all started, and I'm going to go back from the very, very beginning. When I was in elementary school, I was an artistic child. I never questioned myself. I was bossy. I was a powerful force. I was quite annoying, according to my sisters. But most importantly, I was a writer, and I never questioned the flow of my words on paper. I was always encouraged by my classmates and my teachers to always write my stories, and I even had a teacher, my teacher, Miss Barrow, who would let me read my stories in front of the classroom. I wasn't shy. I didn't have stage fright. As a matter of fact, I really loved what I was doing, and I loved the fact that my classmates enjoyed it. Even for graduation, I was chosen to write a speech, to write about my time in elementary school, and to write about what I foresee for my future. It was until junior high school that I experienced bullying and isolation. I didn't really have my own friends. I went to school with my cousins, Shereem and Karima, and I had a close relationship with them. And their friends were my friends. If it weren't for them, I wouldn't have had any friends in junior high school. And I wouldn't have met Jonki, one of my closest friends to this day. It was during this time I became quiet. I lived in fear. My voice was small. And I let others walk all over me. I became a daydreamer. I believed my voice was small and I kept it that way. My writing was something for only my eyes to see. In high school, I finally became more social and made more friends. On the outside, I was a happy and normal teenager. But on the inside, I was dying to be someone else. I remember participating for our high school play as a backstage crew member. And all I could do was stare at the actors on stage, wishing I could be one of them. I was too scared to actually tell someone that I wanted to be an actress. In fact, I believed that my place for me was to stay quiet, stay in the dark, and to never speak up. I truly believed that my voice and my words had zero value. I continued to daydream as an artist. In college, I started off as a photography major, a way to express my artistry. But during this time, I had a lot of difficulties. Due to my fear of exploring my artistic side and believing that I shouldn't be expressive, led me to transfer out of photography and into advertising and marketing for safety. It was a challenging major, but it was safe because I was told it was a major that could promise me a job when I graduate from school. I was told that living a life of an artist was a difficult life and was probably one that you shouldn't pursue. So I ran away from this. But the more I ran away from myself, I had this desire and burning, burning need to express that I wanted this life. When I was 23, I finally, finally, finally expressed to my friend Ellie that I wanted to be an actress. 
I was so scared to tell her. What was I so frightened of? I was so scared. She was so excited to learn about this piece of information that she encouraged me to follow my instinct. So I went to the Bauer Group Theater. I enrolled in classes to learn about acting. And then I started auditioning. I started auditioning for commercials, for short films, and I was still living in this place of fear. I was just so scared to speak up. I was so scared to use my voice for power. But then I started to realize that there were other challenges. I started to face these new challenges in acting classes and even when I was auditioning. Most stories and playwrights and screenplays were led by a white cast. Most stories were specific about their characters being Caucasian. When I would audition, most actors were, well, light-skinned. I remember when I auditioned for a short film for an Indian role, and I walked into the room and there was a group of actresses waiting as well. And they were all light-skinned, they had big, beautiful hair, they all looked the same. And there I was, at the time I had this dark, short, pixie haircut, I'm dark skin. I look nothing like anybody. <laughs> and I felt like an outcast. I knew I looked different and I felt different. This was all confusing to me. It was then that I realized that there are no Indian Caribbean artists performing in front of camera. And if there were any artists, where are they? Who are they? Why don't I have role models that look remotely closely to what I look like? Why don't I have anyone to look up to that has the same cultural experience as I do? And why, oh why, am I still looking at TV shows and films that are repeating the same stories over and over again, and they seem to not portray what I was experiencing in New York? I'm so confused. I was so confused. I found myself in isolation all over again. I remember back in 2016, I walked into my apartment and I told my roommate, I'm writing a web series. I'm not really sure where this idea came from. I'm not sure why I wanted to do in the first place. I just remember the feeling. I was feeling tired. I was feeling so lonely. I was feeling unheard. I was feeling unseen. I was feeling small. And I was just tired of trying. I was tired of trying to be somebody that other people wanted me to be. I was so tired of it. Creating conversations in Apartment 3A was not a reason for, quote unquote, for me to be seen. For me as an actress to be seen. That's not what it was about. It was a need for me to solve a problem. I wanted to act. I wanted to write. I wanted to create. I wanted to see diversity on screen. I wanted to see people of color on screen. I constantly hear artists feeling uninspired because of the lack of opportunity they face due to their appearance, their sex, and the color of their skin. If you feel like you're in the same boat, I have to honestly say that you need to stop seeking validation from others because you're never gonna get it. I was facing the same issue when I was constantly seeking for someone else to give me the opportunity for me to put my craft into work. Seeking opportunities is okay, but this cannot be the only way. Now, when I created my web series, I knew nothing about filmmaking. I didn't know a thing about budgeting, about casting, location scouting, nothing. I didn't even know how to write a call sheet. It took me three years for me to finally finish filming conversations in apartment 3A, and the first two years were a complete failure. I didn't know how to gather a team, and when I did, it was clear to me that I did not know what I was doing. I was unskilled, I was not educated. Even though I was reading books about filmmaking and reading articles and asking people for their advice, none of it was prepare none of it was preparing me for the actual thing, for the actual experience, for the actual production of the web series. 
At the time of creating my web series, I was working a nine to five job. I was still enrolling in acting classes. I was living in my apartment. I was paying my bills. <laughs> I was paying for everything for the web series out of my own pocket. I did a Indiegogo for my web series and I gained a little over a thousand dollars. And then I did another one from Seed and Spark. And thankfully at that point, I accumulated over 12 grand. But even then all my savings went into this web series. My entire life went into this web series. I faced a lot of issues when it came to connecting with people. I was lied to constantly. I was stabbed in the back. I was lied to constantly. People were lying to my face to get their way. People were lying to my face to get their way, to get what they wanted. I was told that I would be helped when I wasn't helped at all. I was used, I was walked all over. You name it. My web series did not result in fame. I didn't earn any income from it either. But even with all those things, what I did earn was so much more than I ever expected. I learned how to truly challenge myself. I learned that my voice isn't small. I learned about my weaknesses and my strengths. Most importantly, even though I had faced many people who lied to me, who insulted me to my face, and who used me, I gained new friendships and I gained new connections with some of the most talented and genuine people that I know. After the web series, I wanted to continue creating. My Dark Brown channel and my Every Shade podcast became a new platform for me to express, to create, and to share with the world. My purpose is to connect with people and to serve people through my art, through my voice, and through my words. As you heard from the directors, the writers, the musicians, the entrepreneurs from my podcast, they all have a purpose and they all create with intention, with strong visions and goals, and they all are inviting the world to join in on their journey. So I told you my reason why I started Conversations in Apartment 3A. It was a feeling, it was a gut feeling, it was an instinct, it was intuition, and it was part of my purpose as an artist. So you're probably asking yourself, well, how could I apply any of this to me? What is Keisha telling me? What's the whole purpose? of this message. <laughs> so I'm here to tell you why should you start? Why should you start doing the things that you want to do, the things that you've been dreaming of? While you're waiting for the next audition email or your next funds for your short film to roll in or your next theater director job or whatever it is that you're waiting for, you have to ask yourself, what are you doing while you're waiting? And hey, I'm not telling you to start your own company or produce your next short film because I get it. These things are hard. A lot of things take a lot of time and money and people and manpower. I get that. But there's always ways to do things. When I did conversations in apartment 3A, I didn't know how I pulled that off, to be really honest with you. Yes, it took a lot of manpower. Thankfully, I had a lot of great, great help. Thankfully, I was able to pull from my resources to make this happen. And I had to cut a lot of corners just to make it happen. Aside from all of that, I'm just telling you that you have to do something for yourself, whatever it is that you're dreaming of doing to find a way to execute that dream into reality. Because I'm a true believer that doing what you love with intention pours life into your soul. It gives you experience. It opens up your eyes and you really begin to truly learn so much more about yourself than you would ever have had you just sat there waiting for someone to hand you something of value. I started to create my own work because I see the problems we have in this world and I tend to them with my emotions and with my words. And to be honest with you, I still have a belief that there is not somebody out there that will help me get the opportunity that I'm seeking for. And I'm not trying to be negative. I just have an understanding that 
there isn't really someone out there that's going to create my career for me, that's going to create my life for me. There isn't someone that's going to do it for me. There may be someone out there who may help me, but I just don't think that there is someone out there who will do it for me. If I really, really want something, I have to do it for myself. And I have to have this understanding because I am a woman of color and I don't fit into any category. I'm not South Asian. I'm not African American. I'm not Latino. I'm not any of these things. As a matter of fact, my parents are from Trinidad and Tobago, and it's a small niche of people. It's a very tiny population of Indian Caribbeans, and the representation is far from lacking. <laughs> Listen, if you're even thinking of creating something on your own, I highly suggest for you to stick to your word and to work it through completion. Stop thinking and start now. You will feel so much better about yourself, for yourself, and you will be able to help others with pure intention and it will feel so good for you. And you will just learn so much more about yourself. The self-growth process is highly valuable. Thank you for listening to the Every Shade podcast. And thank you for listening to the men and women whom I've interviewed during this first season of this podcast. I truly appreciate all of you listening out there. Stay tuned for the next season of Every Shade coming soon. 